For 2021, we're starting our show with this new disclaimer. COVID is real. Vaccines save lives. Western medicine is the best for treating acute diseases and emergencies. If you have a medical ailment, your first call should always be to your doctor. While holistic medicine is great for a lot of things, meditation does not fix everything. We also want to remind everyone that black lives fucking matter. Trans lives fucking matter. Marijuana legalization should be accompanied by dropping past possession charges and convictions. Human trafficking is real. Systematic racism is real. White privilege is real. Holocaust deniers still exist. Neo-Nazis still exist. Whataboutism and both sides rhetoric only serves fascism. Disinformation is dangerous. Many platforms and media outlets will attempt to expose you to far-right ideas by slowly pulling you in. It is everybody's responsibility to learn the dog whistles and rhetorical tactics and to call them out when encountered. The events of January 6, 2021 were a QAnon-inspired fascist coup attempt, and we will not be silent until there are consequences. If you have any problems with this, feel free to turn the show off now. Having said that, let's get back to Weird Stuff and Weed. Your Brain on Weird is recorded in private homes, in a state where marijuana is recreationally legal. This show's content is intended for adult audiences only. Hello, and welcome back to Your Brain on Weird. I'm Sam. My pronouns are they, them. I'm Jess. My pronouns are she, her. And this is our podcast about the weird, wild, scary world of the paranormal and the occult. Sometimes we talk about mythology, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And weed as well. Indeed. And weed indeed. And weed indeed. <laughs> well said. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. How are you doing today, Jess? I'm pretty good. Yeah. Good. It was pretty nice out today. And even though I didn't go outside, because it was really windy and really cold, I got to hang out in the sun that was coming in for a bit, so that was nice. And uh, I cleaned up the house, so today was good. Um, the last week, I feel like, has just been a little bit better Good than shit has been. It was rough for a bit. I feel like the big turnaround was when I finally, how do I say this, added to my arsenal of cannabis <laughs> last week <laughs> okay um so we went and we went and we were able to get some more stuff that i was able to actually trim myself which was really cool like we we got the the full stems essentially not like the stalks but we got like the full stems and we got to just bring it home essentially and trim it ourselves well myself i did all of it <laughs> <laughs> Um, but Jeff was gonna watch all those videos, man. He was, and then... <laughs> well, I was excited about it, so I told him that. I was like, I was like, I can't wait to do this. So we, like, went, we, like, went to the home store and, like, bought a new pair of, like, trimmers or whatever, and I kept telling him, I'm so excited, I'm so excited. And we got home, and I, like, immediately sat down and started doing it. And halfway through, I was like, oh, do you want to, like, help me? Like, do you want to, like, take the trimmers for a little bit and, like, do something? And he was like, no, no, no. And I was like, do you just not want to do it? And he's like, no, not really. Oh, <laughs> I was okay. like, whatever, man. So uh, it took me two days and probably about eight hours total shit. to do it. It hurts your hands really bad because you have to clamp, hold on to the trimmers. You have to do a ton of hand stretches. And it's just... A lot of work. Yeah, man. I feel that. I feel like I would have fun doing it all day, but I don't know if I could do it all day. Like, as a job. Yeah. So, shout out to those people who trim weed for work every day. <laughs> Good for you guys. <laughs> Good for you. And also, let us know what the best hand stretches are, because I looked some up, and <laughs> they didn't really seem to work that well. My hand actually still hurts. Now that I'm, like, standing here, stretching my hand. I feel that. My hands hurt, too. And I actually have, like, a little... Like a little stress ball that I squeeze, and it helps you like strengthen your hands. Maybe I should get one of those. It helps them hurt less. So hmm. I got nice hmm. firm wrists. Them strong wrists. <laughs> That's what I need. I have pretty weak wrists. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Anyway, 
<laughs> enough talk about my wrists. You could also try holding holding a pastry bag that that hurts as well for extended periods oh, of time. Oh, I was like, it doesn't sound like it would help. <laughs> yes, that sounds awful. So anyway, so I got to do that and that was fun. And we also have a bunch of like different kinds. So <clears throat> today's strain was wild Thai. Allow me to tell you my review of, let me think. Wild Thai? Wild Thai. The strain is wild Thai. All right. I'm going to say I definitely feel happy. Um, <laughs> I want to say focused. I feel I feel pretty focused. I don't feel as like spacey as I do with a lot of other like strains, mm-hmm. but I'm definitely pretty high. So there's that. Um, that helps, you know. I I would certainly hope so, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, also, some of the stuff that we got is purple. <gasps> Ooh, that's yeah. exciting. Ooh. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Yes, 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 yes. So when we can finally hang out, we'll have to try some together. Yes, weave reviews. Yes, that's what. That's what I want to do. I like. I literally want to sit and smoke and record us just talking about how we feel <laughs> that and like great. our thoughts, kind of like dab thoughts. Dab thoughts. <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it so much. Okay. Okay. All right. We'll have to come up with a cute name. Oh shit! I'm gonna call it weird thoughts for now. Okay. And hopefully later, me will know what that means when I look at this tiny, tiny note that I wrote on this piece of paper. If I ever do look at it ever again. Put little quotes <laughs> next to it that say dab thoughts so you know what it is. Okay, 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 okay. Thank you. There you go. There you go. Okay. Anyway, now that that's done, how are you doing? I'm uh, doing pretty good. I'm really, really tired. And yeah, yeah <laughs> I'm just really tired. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I'm just chilling, though. I'm in, yeah. like, a good mood. Good. I got some... Oh, my God. I made stuffed peppers over the weekend. <laughs> oh, I saw those. Dude, they were those looked so pretty good. good. Yeah. Ah, I was so excited. I, like, haven't made them in forever. And, so like, what, did, what did you stuff them with? I did Beyond Beef Grounds. Oh, and- okay, 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 okay. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. I needed to No, that's to fine. Know. Okay. That's what I was going to say next. Anyways, was I stuffed them with <laughs> Beyond Meat beef grounds meatless grounds whatever the fuck you call them quote meat quote and (laughs) rice and cream of mushroom soup okay i also added sprinkle cheese nice nice and like a bunch of like spices and shit just like so much um so the weird thing about the beyond meat is that like it has a really strong flavor so i like when I, like, first added everything, mixed everything together, that's, like, all I could taste. So I was just, like, dumping pepper and salt in, like, at first. And then I was just like, holy shit, now this is starting to taste like something other than this fucking Beyond Meat. It was wild. Very weird. Okay. So I've never had, like, their grounds before. I've only ever had it in, like, the, like, patty the, form. The sausage or... ones. I've had oh. the sausage ones. Okay. And those are, like, way better. I don't know. I was not a, a fan, uh, to be honest. Okay. So, noted. Right. Noted. Noted. Yes. But then when they came out of the oven, I also just melted, like, provolone cheese on top, and it was really mm. fucking good. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That sounds so good. I'm yeah. so hungry. It was really good. I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's not your fault. I should have known. Yeah, right. And then I also made a carrot cake over the weekend for my friend's birthday. Ooh, yeah. Um, nice. And I actually had their mixer for a really long time. And I finally gave it back like less than a month ago because they wanted to bake something. Yeah. And now I was trying to bake something and I was like... Could, would it be weird to ask them if I could borrow their mixer to make their own birthday cake? So I decided not to. So I uh, made frosting by hand, and it was very painful. So oh, man. Well, okay. That was a story. labor of love. It was a labor of love. And it was uh, really, really fucking good frosting. It still tasted really good. Cause nice. It's just, you know, cream cheese and butter and sugar. Chef's kiss. Yeah. Yeah, so I feel, like, really good after the weekend, because, like, I did a lot of shit, but also, I did a lot of shit, so I'm still fucking tired. Tired, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what strain I'm smoking. Hang on. 
What strain of weed did you give me last time? It's lemon something. Lemon Fine something or other. Fine ass lemon something lady? What? Oh, the red. Wait, the redhead? Wow, what is happening? <laughs> is he okay? Gaspacho. Gaspacho. Now he's just saying words. Lemon Gaspacho. Okay. Well, like lemon, lemon cookie haze express. I don't think it's funny. Insert random weed name generator here. Yes. Yes. Horn dog. Lem dog. So, um, we have no idea. Okay. Yes, that's clear. That's that's clear to me. Lemon something. Something about a lady, maybe? You okay? He's losing it. All right. But yeah, it's very... It does not taste lemony. <laughs> okay. This weed. But uh, I'm pretty high. So that's good. That is good. It's also like... Uh, I can feel it like right in the front of my face. <laughs> oh. You mean like you- in your sinuses? <laughs> it was like- or is it like a head, like a head high? Like you feel like... It's like my face. My, it's my face high. It's a face high. <laughs> it's my face, you know. <laughs> it's my face. Ah, oh, yes. God damn it. <laughs> if you're listening to this for the first time, you're probably like, what the hell is going on? I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. <laughs> Me neither. Are oh. you hydrated? <laughs> I know you're hydrated. Yes, yes, I am. You've seen me chugging water this entire time. I've... Does it say how many ounces it is? Was it 32? It's probably 32. I'm just surprised that it doesn't say. Yeah, it's probably 30 something. I've had, oh my god, a lot of those. (laughs) I'm gonna say like four or five. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. So I've, I've been, I haven't been drinking like, well, if I've had four or five, maybe I have been drinking one glass an hour because a glass is 16 ounces, which is probably half that. So if I've drank five in the last 10 hours, that means I'm, drinking one glass an hour i'm probably doing pretty fucking good yeah honestly hell yeah so that's great that is great what about you i just about finished my third bottle of the day nice okay that's good which is very good for me it's 24 ounces man this water bottle needs to get washed yikes (laughs) um so 24 times three is too many numbers for me to put together. 72? That sounds right. I'm guessing. I have no idea. No, I think that's right. No, that's too many. Whatever. <laughs> no, it might be. I don't know. Someone tell me the math. Um, so we're just going to tweet at us. 137! Ah, yes. Thank you. So I probably should drink more water, but well, I'm still doing good. Make sure it's you have some before I start my my story, and then you're right. I'll refill, refill. <laughs> I tripped. I need a blanket. Oh yeah, get nice and nice and toasty and warm. I've got a candle lit over here. Nice. I max ambiance. I don't have a candle, but the light above the stove is on, so that's kind of nice. <laughs> ambiance. <laughs> ambiance. <laughs> It's got atmosphere. You like soft lighting? I got soft lighting for you. <laughs> soft light. It's just because all of the lighting in our house sucks. Anywho. Anywho. Now that your water bottle is full, here's the thing I'm about to tell you about. I'm about to tell you about the thing I'm about to tell you about. Thank you. Thank you so much for telling me about the thing that you're about to tell me about. You're welcome. Okay, anyway. um, <laughs> <clears throat> So, this week I am... Continuing on with part two of my Bridgewater Triangle story series, I guess. If you have not listened to the first part of the Bridgewater Triangle episodes, I would go back to episode 39. No, 40. Nope. Go back to 40. I would go back to episode 40. Okay. Episode 40. Uh, Episode 40. And I would listen to that first. Yes. Oh my god, my notes are so bad. <laughs> I'm just like, Jesus fucking Christ. Okay, this is gonna be interesting. My notes for last week were also pretty rough. I forgot to mention some stuff last week, which I'm about to talk about. But, okay, anyway, so, the Bridgewater Triangle is, to refresh, it's an area in Massachusetts where 
a bunch of weird stuff happens, essentially. And it's a triangle, essentially, of three towns. And all of the activity is concentrated within that triangle. And the big thing with, like, the history of the Bridgewater Triangle is that basically any flat place within a thousand feet of a water source was occupied by Native Americans at one point. So on top of this area being so close to Plymouth, a lot of deaths happened and a lot of tragedy occurred. And so it has a pretty crazy history. And there you go. There's your refresher from the last episode. I am refreshed. Oh, the other thing that I kind of mentioned, but I didn't fully bring up in part one was that So King Philip was the chief of the Metacomet tribe during a really... Oh, Jeff just got back. (laughs) I was like, what the hell is that noise? I'm sorry. It's okay. It just scared me. Are you still recording here? Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) It's okay. Can I interrupt you for like one minute? Sure. Close your eyes. Are they closed? Yes. Okay. Watch out. Be gentle with them. Ah. You can open your eyes. Oh. Let's see Willows. Wow. <laughs> I got you a magazine that's a 52-week mindfulness calendar in it. So, oh, like, cute. I know that sounds dumb, but it's like a planner, but at the end it, like, has mindfulness exercises and, like, coloring stuff. Thank you. And I got you a coconut bread. Wow, I just chugged one of these. Can you put this in the fridge? Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thanks, baby. Wow, the coconut Red Bull. Um, tangently related, but interestingly so. I went to go pick up like a metal shelf from some random person's house today and um like i pulled into their driveway and i like looked over and they actually had a pussy willow tree and i was wondering i was like looking at that and i was like wow those are like really weird i like wonder what those are and now that like they have shown back up a couple hours later and now i know what they are weird okay I would consider that to be a synchronicity. Yes, I thought it was worthy of note. Are these okay for the cats to be around? Yeah. I believe so. Woo! I just got dive-bombed by a moth. That scared the shit out of me. Wow, that's very on brand. Yeah. It said hello. Oh, Oh, it's not a moth. It's one of those weird bug things. Oh, God. Just kidding. I don't like that. I don't like him. Okay. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. This is rough. You got this. So... The thing I didn't mention in the previous episode is that King Philip, um, who was the chief of a Native American tribe, when the colonizers captured him, not only did they behead him and put his head on a stake for 20 years, they did a thing what's, that's called um, being drawn and quartered. Have you heard of this before? Oh, yeah. I make jokes about this constantly. It's not funny. (laughs) It's not funny, yeah. Um, But yeah, before he was beheaded, he was drawn and quartered, which is um, basically, I'm sorry in advance. Trigger warning. All four of your limbs are tied to an individual horse, and then the horses all run in individual directions. So basically, all of your limbs are pulled in different directions. Mm-hmm. That's what it is, essentially. So Yeah, it's very... So they tortured him. Fucked. <laughs> yes, correct. Um, so that's the one thing I didn't bring up. I rewatched um, the Bridgewater Triangle documentary that I used as a source for this before I did part two, just to like make sure all my stuff was still right. And that's the one thing I didn't bring up. Or, that's one of the things I didn't bring up, actually. The second thing that I didn't bring up, that I should have brought up in the very, very beginning, actually, is that, um, so the, the name, the Bridgewater Triangle, was created by a guy named Lauren Coleman, who's a cryptozoologist. The problem that I have with Lauren Coleman, and I think Sam knows about this too, is that he is basically a Nazi sympathizer. He has invited nazis known nazis to his cryptozoology conventions he's interacted with them he's promoted their work he's worked with them um and we don't agree with that just something Mm -mm. that if you've listened to the show for a while you know that that's not okay with us so that's just something that i want to throw out there the guy who named this place the bridgewater triangle is not really a great guy he's kind of a jerk which 
I also want to add has nothing to do with the documentary. Um, the documentary did interview Lauren Coleman. And the first thing is that the documentary is from 2009 to 2013 was when the filming was done. So it was a while ago. And I don't think that any of this stuff that we know now was really coming out that early on. So it's not like they would have really known. And then uh, I also kind of wanted to throw out there that (laughs) in part one, I will admit I was kind of a bitch about (laughs) the way that the documentary framed the conflict between colonizers and Native Americans. And I kind of made it seem like they were like taking the colonizers side. That's not necessarily what they were doing. Um, Just wanted to bring that up. I think I was just a little bitter. So that's fair. (laughs) I think we're all a little bitter on the behalf of Native Americans. Uh, Anyway, within the Bridgewater Triangle, there is an area called Grassy Island Burial Ground, which is actually it's across the river from Dighton Rock. Oh, cool. One of the cool rocks we talked about. One of the cool rocks. It was discovered by it was discovered in 1928, actually, by Brown University psychology professor Edmund Delabar. And when he discovered it, he basically talked about how they were opening graves, which is not okay. Yeah. Um, And one of the stories that he told was that they were finding red okra, which you know what red okra is, right? Basically, it's like red clay. Oh. That's like infused with iron. Yeah. I thought you said okra, like the vegetable okra. Yes. And I was like... No, I don't. That makes sense. Red okra is. (laughs) It makes sense that you would think that. Yeah. Okay. O C H R E. Yes, like the Bob Ross color. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Thank you. So when they, when they were digging, that's what they found. And when apparently when they dug it up, it like boiled. Like that was the story that they were telling. What? Yeah. So that was the first weird thing that apparently happened when they were digging up the graves. There was one guy in the documentary, oh my god, I can't believe I didn't write down his name. Somebody in the documentary said that, or brought up that when you expose soil that hasn't been, like, exposed to the air in, like, thousands of years, who knows what kind of chemical reaction is going to, like, occur there, first of all. Yeah, that's fair. So that's weird. And he also mentioned that all of the photos from that, like, excavation i guess didn't develop weird which like this was in what did i say the 19 early 1900s yeah so like photos failing to develop that early on is like not that weird maybe if it was like common or maybe if it was like modern technology it would be a little bit more strange but like and one of the guys in the documentary said that too he was yeah. like, yeah, yeah. So there yeah. was there was one guy. That's the thing. I I can't remember his name, and I wish I did. Who was like very skeptical, and I was I like appreciated it. So Lauren Coleman actually did say that he went there to do an investigation. He went to Grassy Island to the burial ground, and when he went, his camera battery kept dying. So there's that. Hmm. <clears throat> so along with Dighton Rock, we also had Anawan Rock, which I actually brought up at the end of part one and i didn't finish telling the whole story because it's a lot honestly okay yes <sighs> so anawan rock is in rehoboth uh which is within the bridgewater triangle two weeks after chief metacomet was killed colonial leader captain benjamin church tracked down nat- natives and he tracked them to anawan rock where he captured the metacomet chief anawan so Basically, what happened was Benjamin Church betrayed the Native Americans. The natives thought that, or the chief of the natives, Chief Anawan, thought that he was leading his people to freedom. And actually, Captain Church had promised them that if they surrendered, everything would be okay. You know, they wouldn't hurt them or anything. And then he turned around and killed Chief Anawan. Wow, dude. Beheaded him, put his head on a stake. All of that. Fucking white people. Yeah, so that's fucked up. The other kind of fucked up thing is that Chief Anawan had been given a belt that was called the Wampum Belt that King Philip, the previous chief, had given him. And when Anawan died, or when he was murdered, 
it was taken and it was just never seen again. So it's assumed that Captain Church took this belt, this sacred belt. Mm -hmm. The other thing is that in the documentary, when uh, the guy is telling the story, I don't know if it's like in a dark room or like in the middle of the night or something, but all of the lights go out while he's talking about it. And they all like freak out in the documentary. They're like, oh my God, like shit. Like, oh, this is so, you know, and they're like, they're like, we hear you. We hear you. We're sorry. Like, we don't know where your belt is. And they're like, they're like all swearing. And there's one guy, watch your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Which I appreciated. I appreciate little, little things like that in documentaries. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So that's the whole like shitty thing about Anawan Rock. Um, So on August 28th, 1676, the Wampanoag surrendered. Um, and that's when King Philip's War ended. So, obviously, Anawan Rock, everybody says it's super haunted now. And here are some of the claims or experiences that people have had. People apparently hear somebody speaking Algonquin, which is in the native language. Mm-hmm. And they've also heard, like, drums beating. They get intense cold spots as they're walking. Phantom fires again with that with the fires like just like the random like like in the distance and then when you go there's nothing there yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. oh and like there's no ashes or smoke either like it's it's pretty much just the fire yeah and then other people have said that they've seen apparitions of one woman said that she saw like a misty apparition of a man's face that she assumed was like chief anawan and then somebody said that they saw a man standing up on Anawan Rock. Whoa. So yes, apparently super haunted. Also in Rehoboth. Yes, this is also in Rehoboth. A lot of this is in Rehoboth, actually. God damn it, Rehoboth. Which is where my friend lives. Um, so in Rehoboth, we have the redheaded hitchhiker of Route 44. Basically a farmer in denim and a flannel and a hat. With, like, a beard, a bunch of facial hair, hitch- hitchhiking, walking down the street. Weird. So I don't know if, like, people have pulled up next to him and he just, like, disappears or what his whole deal is. But apparently there's a book called New England Ghost Files that details a few accounts where people have seen him appear in their cars. Ooh, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that either. I really don't like that. So, like, you'll be driving and then he'll appear in, like, the passenger seat. Or if you're driving and there's three of you in the car, he'll, like, appear in the fourth seat next to the person in the back seat. Yikes. Yep. I'm not a fan of that. Do you know Um, how paranoid I am of, like, looking in my rearview mirror and seeing something there? (laughs) Yes, I think I do, actually. I really think I do. Oh, okay, good. Um, I don't like looking out the window of cars at night. And when I'm driving at night, I prefer to keep my eyes where my headlights are. And I don't, I don't like to look to the right or to the left if I can avoid it. Because I'm just worried that a face is just going to appear in the window or something. Yeah, man. Yeah. Not a fan of driving at night. Me neither. I'm glad I don't really drive at night. So, okay, we probably won't be doing this next thing then. Now that we're on the topic. Which is what? So if you go to the Seekonk Rehoboth line on Route 44, and you honk your horn three times, and then you turn your headlights on and off, apparently he will appear to you. He will either like appear in your seat, he'll appear somewhere. And there, that's like... I mean, that's basically an urban legend. That's so funny. Why? Why? Like a farmer. That's so weird. Well, that whole area, when you're, especially Route 44, when you're driving down Route 44, there's a lot of farms and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I kind of get it. It's just like, what's the deal? Um, Apparently, there's no firsthand accounts that anybody has been able to find. So it's Interesting. like it's like, oh, you know, my um my sister-in-law's aunt saw him or, you know, I read it in a book somewhere or it's never like I saw him myself. Yeah. Yeah, it's very like urban legendy. Um there was apparently one guy that said that he saw him appear as an image on his windshield. Ew. Which is what I was just talking about, which I really don't like. <laughs> and suddenly he's just there and you're like fuck yeah. I would crash my car 
I refreshed yes, my card. Yes. So here's the thing that made me feel a little better is that he mentioned that it was in the middle of winter. It was December. It was snowing and he had his like wipers on mm-hmm. and he saw the face appear, which to me is like, I think you just. You might have just seen uh, something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the snow, snow just. <laughs> yeah. Distorted your vision in a shape of a face. Yeah. The snow is really fucking weird. I've definitely like thought. Like, I've seen stuff in snow before, but, like... Yes. It's just snow, man. There's Correct. almost never anything out there. Yes. hmm So Rehoboth um, is one of the older uh, towns in Massachusetts. It was founded in, like, 1636. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it actually has a higher-than-average number of cemeteries. So whether it's because, like, that area is just so old, I think that's probably, like, what it is. But there's just a lot of cemeteries there. And the town cemetery is apparently super haunted. Cool. So there's apparently my least favorite thing, a little boy that runs around between the stones. Mm -mm. And my least favorite part is that apparently he has a, quote, sinister quality. (laughs) (laughs) So he'll, like, ask you not to leave. Be like, don't, don't leave. Like, stay here with me. Like, play with me. Like, that's like, no, thank you. Yes, I would say that qualifies as sinister. Yes, there's also an older section of the cemetery where people see a woman in white, but she's like floating. Ooh. There's also a man dressed in dark clothing that people see that they've apparently named Ephraim. I don't know. I didn't look to see what the deal with that is, but um, he's apparently like an everyday everyday looking person. Yeah. But he he's dressed in like 19th century clothing. And the weird thing is that he's been seen like angrily punching at the ground and like crying and like yelling. So that's weird. That is very weird. I would hate that. I also do hate that. Uh, and then we have another vaporous cloud. <gasps> Ooh. Ooh. Vape nation. <laughs> Vape nation. People just vaping in the cemetery, man. And and you know what is that it describes it as like a floating cloud on a day where there would never be any mist or fog. Like it would like why would there ever be a cloud? If somebody is vaping. And they're one of those people that just, like, blows huge vape clouds. Yeah. It's in the middle of the day. Maybe? Maybe. explanation? Maybe. Depends on when that report came from. Anyway. So on to Palmer River Burial Ground, which um, is next to Palmer River Meeting House. And it's apparently, like, a super old meeting house. And people have seen balls of light within that burial ground. There's a colonial soldier that looks, like, kind of confused and, like, they said out of sorts, is what they said. <laughs> yeah, he bet he looks out of sorts. And and he's, like, touching all of the tombstones. That's what Weird. people see as him, like, running his hands across the tops of them, like, Why are all these thinking. ghosts self-aware? I don't like that. It's a little funky how, like, descriptive the reports are Mm -hmm. with like oh they look sinister they look sad they look i don't know angry i saw angry or they're just very strong spirits i don't know i guess so oh and then there's um the singing lady of palmer river which people it uh have recorded like evps of her singing Ooh, those are in the documentary actually Cool. They're pretty, they're pretty, uh, they're cool. Yeah, they are cool. Pretty creepy, though. More weird Rehoboth stuff. We have the Shad Factory Ruins. So there's like a pond where they raise shad, which is a kind of fish. Yes, I am familiar. Okay. I, I completely forgot what shad was. I was like, what the hell is shad? It's a fish. <laughs> they live in the river. Yes. They're chad fishes. Chad. Chad. Um, and next to, next to this, like, river, um, there's Palmer River Manufacturing Company and, or there was Palmer River Manufacturing Company, and, um, they did cotton yarn 
textiles, basically, mm-hmm. um, which was like a, a huge thing in this area during like the 1800s uh, industrial revolution whatever it was like textiles correct and that air that whole building burned in 1884 wow completely to the ground um but the thing is is that you can go and you can still see the ruins which i actually would really like to do i would love to do that that sounds great yeah so people who have gone into the ruins have seen lights uh phantom fires they've seen a man in black who's just like walking around silently and he apparently looks really sad again with the yeah the descriptions like this is i feel like normally spirits is, or like stuff like don't have you know like clear enough facial features that you can like see emotion on them so i think it's very weird that mm-hmm. all of these are like yeah it might have just been like because of the way all of it, all of the accounts of were written that's fair yeah they could have been uh embellished thank you that's the word bedazzled i was thinking emphasized and i was like that's kind of right but that's that is kind of right it's not it's also a good word quite quite there (laughs) we are stoked to tell you about our first sponsor anchor if you're like us and you want to start a podcast but have no idea where to start listen up So when we first decided to start a podcast, we were looking for a way to put your brain on weird out to the most people um, without having to do the most work. We are so happy that we found Anchor because they distribute our show to apps like Spotify and Apple Podcasts for us. This means that our listeners can find us wherever they already listen without having to download anything new. Once you're ready to get going, just create an account and start recording. They have the tools you need to record and edit your podcast. You can even edit on the go from your phone. Anchor has everything you could possibly want, including free transition sounds and photos that you can use to build your show. Not only that, but you can start making money as soon as you release your first episode. The best part is that all of this is free. So if you want to make a podcast, go to anchor.fm and get started today. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. By supporting them, you're supporting podcasts like us, too. Okay, so I feel like we brought up a sighting that was very similar to this, like, in one of our earlier episodes. Um, It might not have been the same exact one. But you'll see. Um, so there's the Hornbrine School, uh, which is a one-room schoolhouse that was built in the 1840s. And it's now a museum, so you can still go and visit it. Cool. There was apparently a teacher who went to go visit it, and she just wanted to look in and see what it was like. And she went there and noticed that it was closed. So she's like, okay, I'll just go and peek in through the windows. I can see you. You're cringing. Sam was cringing. I know the story. <laughs> oh, I know. So she goes around to the windows. She's like, I'll just peek in. So she peeks into the windows and she sees a full class with the teacher in the front and all the students. And so she's like, oh, like there's a class in there. So she goes around to the front and she like gently knocks on the door and Nobody comes and opens the door for her, obviously. So she goes back around to the window and she peeks in again. And this time the teacher is like staring right at her. And so the teacher like gives her this weird look. And then all of a sudden the entire classroom just fades. What I don't like about that story is the teacher turning and like looking at them. It's the implication. Yeah, the implication that they can like see you. Yeah. I'm not a fan of. That reminds me of, like, ti- like time slips and stuff. Like Yes! Yeah. Like, actually, are you appearing to those people in the past as if a ghost were appearing to them through a window? Yeah, like, yeah. Is, is the teacher in, like, the 1800s or whatever teaching a class and she looks out the window and sees you just, like, staring in at her and she just, yeah. like... Is like, what the fuck? And then she hears knocking, and then she's just like... <gasps> oh, ooh. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Oh, it gives me chills to think about so shit like that. Oh. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. All right, so that was pretty much it, I think, for Rehoboth. 
Um, but we can go on to East Bridgewater, which um, is apparently super haunted. Their public library is haunted, the town hall and Carver Cotton Mill. In Carver Cotton Mill, there were a couple of investigators that apparently took a photo of two full apparitions, which they showed in the documentary. And I kind of looked at it and like, I don't really have an opinion. So I guess go look at them yourself. But there's a house on North Central Street that apparently was investigated and they always get the smell of roses in there. And when they went in to investigate, they were like recording their conversation, obviously, on an EVP recorder. And they got the sound of a gunshot in the background. And the thing is that it's right over the sound of somebody talking and they don't notice it. And you can hear it, like, echoing. Like, you can almost hear it, like, reverbing against, like, the walls of the house. It's like really that. weird. Yeah, it's really <laughs> weird. That's also in the documentary. So a lot of the stuff that I'm talking about in part two, actually, you should go and watch documentary for. Uh, oh, there's also the Mad Trucker of Copicut Road. And Copicut Road is a mostly unpaved stretch of road that's about seven miles. And apparently there's a crazy guy that runs you off the road at night. And people have been reporting this, like, truck just coming out of nowhere and coming up behind them, flashing his brights at you and just, like, riding your ass until you pull over. And then he just steams by you and, like, that's it. But it's, like, on a dirt road in the middle of the night. That's terrifying. Yes. Yes. I would hate that. On to some more awful stuff. Great. This is like the worst part. I don't want to talk about this, but we have to. So Freetown Fall River State Forest is another area within the Bridgewater Triangle that is... So in part one, I talked about Hockamock Swamp. And Hockamock Swamp is really well known for being like super haunted. Um, You know, thousands of graves are there. And it has a lot of history. But Freetown Fall River State Forest is kind of like one of those just super creepy areas where there's a lot of like really sinister activity like criminal activity and uh the whole thing is like is all of the criminal activity related to the fact that it's within the bridgewater triangle or is it a completely like separate thing and uh now we're gonna get into how the satanic panic plays into that Mm -hmm. which is a lot So in the 1970s through 1990s, there were a lot of satanic ritual sacrifice rumors that were going around, which if you haven't listened to our episode on Satanism, I don't remember what number it is. I feel like it's 33. I don't know. know. If you haven't listened to our episode on Satanism, go listen to that. I talked a whole lot about the satanic panic and all that shit. So during this period of time there was evidence of animal sacrifice found in Freetown Fall River State Forest. So there were a bunch of investigations that happened and they found satanic, quote unquote, satanic graffiti. So when I say satanic graffiti, I mean like 666, like inverted pentagrams. Um, That's so funny. Upside down crosses. Yeah, uh, upside down crosses. Hail Satan. Yeah. Um, Satan rules with a Z with like spray paint. (laughs) So they found a ton of that. Um, They would find bones. And apparently there were rumors of child molestation, which I'll get into it later. I can see how that kind of ended up spiraling into a whole thing. So Fall River, if you are familiar with the paranormal, is also where the Lizzie Borden house is. Um, I guess not just the paranormal. Uh, True crime. That's pretty true crime. It's more true crime. The Lizzie Borden house, which is apparently also super haunted. So if you've heard of Fall River, that's why. Uh, But also... Another thing that happened there was that in 1979, there was a woman named Doreen Levesque. She was a sex worker um, and she was murdered. So her body was found behind the bleachers of a school. And I'm sorry in advance, she was bound and her skull was bashed in. There was evidence of sexual abuse and, quote, ritualistic overtones. 
is what the documentary said. Um, and they showed like a, cl- a like clipping from an article that said, quote, the killing of, of Doreen Levesque was an offering to the soul of Satan. Wow. Someone just like made that up. Basically. They're just like, yeah, Satan. Yeah. And you'll see how this connects later. But also three months later, after Doreen Levesque, there was Barbara Poposa, who was also a sex worker. And investigators learned that the local, um, they said, quote, prostitution rang. I don't want to use that word. The local, like, sex work community, I'm going to say, was involved in satanic rituals, which, okay. Same. Relatable. And in 1979, there were some leads that the police investigators got to the Fall River State Forest and also a housing development. There was an undercover cop who apparently went to this housing development and experienced a satanic ritual. He witnessed bizarre chanting and people yelling, Hail Satan! And, you know, pentagrams drawn all over the floor and... Just awful, awful stuff. Right, right, yeah. right. And that was it. That was it. So that <laughs> was so that for good. that. <laughs> but the thing that, like, kind of makes this really fucked up is that within this whole, like, community, so they were, they were doing these, I'm going to say harmless, like, rituals in this housing development, but all of these people were connected to these sex workers, and there was a guy named... Oh my god, why can't I read that name? Carl. Carl Drew. There was a guy named Carl Drew, and there was somebody named Robin Murphy. They were accused of murdering another woman named Karen Marsden. Um, So she was found dead in 1980, and apparently she was found dead with cat skulls and sheep bones. Somebody, I can't remember her name, another sex worker who was within this whole community, uh, basically said, like, I think these two guys are involved. And they were convicted for it. They spent life in prison. So yeah, so basically, there was this whole thing with these two guys who were doing quote unquote, satanic rituals. They murdered three women, and they spent life in prison for it, or one of them did, at least. Um, I don't know if I don't know if Robin did, but I know that Carl Drew did. And the documentary did make a point of saying that ritual sacrifice is condemned by the Church of Satan and by all these other satanic organizations. It's very controversial, but the sacrificing still continues. And these people get this idea in their heads that Satan needs them to sacrifice something or someone to them, which is not true. They just want to kill someone. (laughs) Yeah, Basically, it's uh, them getting their idea in their head that that's an excuse for them to do awful things. So so there was all that awful stuff. And then there were also a bunch of graves that they found that were dug up in that area where they found all those bodies. So that was a whole thing. And then in Freetown Cemetery, apparently there was a group of kids that broke into the mausoleum and took the body that was in the mausoleum and cut off this person's head. And apparently it was supposed to be an initiation for a satanic cult. When they interviewed one of the, one of the kids, they said they hoped to gain power from drinking from the skull. So how old were they? Does it say? It didn't say how old they were. Oh my God. Children. (laughs) Yes, but... That means they were minors. Correct. Stupid shit. Apparently, when the people who did this got interviewed later, one of the guys was like, yeah, it was just like a dumb kid's prank. Like, pretty much admitted it was, like, really dumb. Yeah. But apparently, that wasn't the first time it happened. Like, there were other people that did it, and so they had to brick in the mausoleum so there's like no windows there's no gate it's just like solid brick so people can't do that anymore god damn it people yes um another fucked up thing that people like to do is they like to dig up graves in pet cemeteries and 
Faxon Animal Rescue Pet Cemetery had to get shut down in the 80s because that was so common. So people were coming in and digging up the graves of people's Dead animals. animals. Yeah. That's really fucked up. Yes. More fucked up stuff. I know that I kind of, or you kind of brought this up in part one, but there was some uh, cattle mutilation mm. that happened within the Bridgewater Triangle. And I think it was like within the Freetown Fall River State Forest area. And it like, I think they said it was like bloodless. It was one of those things where like the blood was drained. Oh, weird. And that kind of like made me think because they automatically said it was people who did it because mm-hmm. they were sucking the blood out to use it for rituals. But then when I first thought like cattle mutilation, I thought like Skinwalker Ranch, like UFOs, like aliens did it. Oh, <laughs> Which, but there are alien reports within, there's yeah, there's UFO yeah. reports within the Bridgewater Triangle, yeah. so. Hmm. That makes more sense to me than sucking it out. Like, how are people gonna, going to, one, get a cow to stay still long enough for them to drain its blood? And second, how are they planning on doing that? You can't just tap a cow. It's not like a tree, like. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't also, know. I assume cows have a lot of blood. That's what I'm assuming, too. I guess if you're, like, going for the smaller cows, then maybe not. But, like, the thing is, is, like, that seems like a lot of effort for something like that. I'm not really sure how many occultists, ignoring the part that this is an animal, obviously we know this is terrible, would go through that much effort to get that much blood for a ritual. How many occultists does it take to drain a cow if it's blood? <laughs> That's the question. <laughs> I don't want to know. Wait, I don't I, need the answer. I gotta I gotta look up for my own morbid curiosity. Uh-oh. How many gallons or something? Pints? Pints. How much blood in cow? Approximately 10 gallons. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's, I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of things wrong with that. See, that's what I'm saying. It made my mind go in like so many different directions when I like got to that part. They really latched onto rituals there for a minute. Yeah. And they're like, oh, too far, too far. And you know what? I think it has a lot to do with the fact that these, I think it has a lot to do with uh, who they interviewed for this documentary because they interviewed like, the investigator who was on these cases during the 70s and 80s. Oh. So, yeah. like, obviously, in his head, that's still satanic because he was, like, investigating it during, like, the satanic panic. I'm sure he's still thinking that. Yeah. So, I think that probably has a lot to do with it. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And then it doesn't help that they apparently discovered an underground bunker within Fall River Freetown free, uh, State Forest that had dolls with their heads cut off. Gross. Um, the part that made me really uncomfortable was they apparently found a small chair made from a tree and they like described it in the documentary as looking like it would be for a child. So, yeah. Oh, and within that bunker, apparently there was a quote, occult twist. So I don't know if, I don't know. It didn't say what was in there that made it like a culty. I mean, I'm more concerned about that bunker being a place that a child molester is hiding, but we're gonna zoop. We'll just skip right by that. So on top of the weird bunker, there was also a hut in the middle of the forest where apparently rituals were taking place. So there was that weird apartment and then there was also this weird hut. Mm-hmm. And they called it Carl Drew's Shack, which if you remember, Carl Drew was the guy who got sent to prison for yeah. murdering all those people. Um, and apparently this hut was like insulated, so it could have been used in the winter. It had inverted pentagrams all over the place. There were like dolls nailed to trees outside of it. Um, creepy stuff. That's so extra. Yeah. Like, that's, to me, the dolls on the tree, like, that's not even creepy. That's just, like, trying too hard. Yes. Like, I'm like, I get, I get it. I get it. The dolls, the no heads. Okay, <laughs> now they're nailed to trees. Cool. 
We get it, guy. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I bet all you have in there is more creepy dolls and, like, pentagrams and shit. It's like, oh, wow, I was right. <laughs> God damn it. So anyways. <laughs> so yeah, I guess that when they went to these places, they never really, like, found anything, uh... You know, they didn't find, like, dead bodies or anything like that. And then there were no dead bodies. And then there were none. And they were like, oh, but there's pentagrams! Ah! Um, so apparently those two, the bunker and the hut, are officially gone. Um, they found the remains of them. Like, in the documentary, they showed them, like, walking down to where they used to be. And there's, like, old tarps and stuff and, like, pieces of wood that have, like, Satan like so funny. <laughs> spray painted on them and shit but yeah but obviously there were never any actual discoveries within all of fall river freetown forest they apparently went in there with dogs and they like did a search because they were like well we should just check and make sure there's no bodies in here and they didn't find anything weird yeah just that one guy that was like i gotta murder some people yeah and that like obviously freaked everybody out so yeah. yep and the cattle mutilations were like the last thing that happened, really, the last big thing that happened that was, like, related to all the satanic stuff. Um, and that was in 1999. So we oh. hit 2000, and we pretty much, like, dropped the whole, like, this is satanic rituals and stuff. So whether it's still happening and we're just, like, not being weird about it or uh, what is to be debated. <sighs> wow. Okay. There was one other part, but it's basically just another person being murdered. And uh, I would also like to mention that if you are from Massachusetts, you know that Fall River is a marginalized area and crime happening there is not completely outside of the norm. So that's just something to consider. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, the last thing is that, and Sam also mentioned this in part one, um, the Bridgewater Triangle isn't necessarily just a triangle anymore. Oh, yeah. It's actually, it's actually started, like, expanding because they're finding more and more sightings that are, you know, just outside of the boundary of Bridgewater yeah. Triangle. And so they have to kind of extend it a little bit. And then it just keeps building and building and building. So it's not really a triangle anymore. It's more of, like, an area. And I just, like think that's really cool i don't like know what we're gonna start calling it once it ends up just being a massive <laughs> blob <laughs> it's just haunted new england yes that's what it is yeah because it really is all of new england i find me one place in new england that isn't haunted i feel like it would be really hard new england is so it's so old for like it's old for the united states exactly like this part of the country we've had buildings since you know the 1600s the, yeah 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 so, so we already have like a ton of history like as far as like the united states goes and then on top of that there's like so much history that happened like before that with like native americans and stuff and it's just like there's yeah. just so much going on <laughs> there's a lot going on and maybe soon when the weather warms up, we can go and uh, walk around in the forest, or maybe we can... Go see that ruin? Oh, yeah, that's what I want to do. Yeah. I want to go see that ruin. I was I was going to make a joke. Maybe we can go go do some rituals in the forest, haha, but Is I'm it kind of soon? serious. <laughs> too soon? You tell I me. Almost feel like, I almost feel like if I wanted to go sit in the forest and meditate and, like, you know light a candle for a little bit someone would come upon me and just freak out you're doing rituals in the forest <laughs> satan satan and you're like yes and like man i'm just trying to meditate in nature I just, just had the break. candle for ambiance and ambiance it's about the atmosphere oh my god okay so yeah anyway um so that's that the last thing i wanted to say is i wanted to say um Thank you to the producer, writer, director of the Bridgewater Triangle documentary, Aaron Cadieux. Pretty sure is how you pronounce it. I know I gave them a lot of shit, so, um, but it was a really good source. It was a really good documentary, and I learned a lot from it. So I just wanted to say thank you. Wow. And that's it. Thank you. That was great. You're welcome. Thanks. I'm so yeah. glad. Yeah. 
It was it was a lot. And there was actually a lot that I didn't... I was watching the time as I was recording. There was actually a lot that I s- took out. So... Rip. Uh, it's okay. I will... I have a plan for our next A Little Weird. Perfect. Great. So, yes. Well, do you want medication? Do you want to have to edit that? <laughs> you tell me. I'm going to split it in half and it'll be fine. So, yeah. I would I would take a... I would take a quick medication. I would take a Ooh, I would also take a hit. <laughs> oh. What about a hit? <clears throat> I definitely didn't look anything up. Um I saw something or someone oh something Zan said yesterday. And I wanna look up. Oh, just like some updates, I guess, for medication. Cause yeah. something that Zan said to me last night when we were chatting, um, was that Maryland actually just past legalization of nice. recreational marijuana and um they're using that as a um so the specific wording is the hb32 would legalize tax and regulate marijuana referred to as cannabis in the bill for adults 21 and older and also allow for expungement and release for individuals previously arrested or incarcerated oh hell yeah hell yeah that is that is what we like to see yeah so you love to see it fucking good for you maryland yeah actually i'm i'm impressed i have to say i'm impressed that's great. Yeah, so um, I thought that was really, really fucking cool. I was not expecting Maryland to be ahead of the game. I wasn't either, but they're like, you know what? We have, I feel like they were kind of like, so the, ne- the next step after legalizing that people are pushing for now is like the expungement of records. And they're like, well, we haven't legalized up till this point. We might as well just throw it in now. Because like yeah, that's already happening. We're already behind the game. Like exactly. If yeah. you're if you're gonna do one now at this point, you have to do the other. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Other cool things. Uh. Sixty three percent of the revenue generated from the bill would go directly towards community reinvestment, including funding of the state's four historically black colleges and universities. Wow. That's very good. Yeah. So awesome. Good on Maryland and who Well done, Maryland. Fucking who fucking wrote this bill? Did someone write this bill? Who wrote this? I shit? assume so. Who wrote this? Oh, the sponsor is uh Jazz Lewis. Ooh. And okay. Prince George. Oh. Interesting. Okay. Very cool names from the two people who fucking wrote this wait did you say prince george is their first name actually prince george or is it prince george it's prince is his first name and george is his last name (laughs) that's amazing okay yeah wonderful so that's all very cool very cool yes i love that yay i love that for our maryland friends i love that for our maryland friends too yay yay very cool thank you so that's it for medication wonderful i feel educated i actually do because i feel inspired actually yeah that gives me a lot of like uh hope for the future correct yes same cool well are you okay what just happened i don't know if artemis fell off the couch or (laughs) i like heard that (laughs) yeah i don't know what happened all right well it's all fine all right well, <laughs> well yeah, cool. the last thing I wanted to say was that I know we haven't been very consistent with our little weirds every month. I think that we're no longer going to say we're going to do them on the last Wednesday of every month because we are not good at keeping up with that. I think maybe we'll just say once a month. Yeah, man. Oh, Febu- the end of February came real fast. Yes, sorry, it did. Sorry, everyone. No, no, it did. Yeah. <laughs> We're yeah, like, so sorry. We we shit. did record one, and by the time you're listening to this, it should be out. So um, there is one out for, it's technically our February episode, but we will still be doing them once a month. They just won't be reliably on the same day every month. So I'm sorry. It's just a lot. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's just a lot. <laughs> we are we're already very consistent with our normal episodes. I feel like that one can float around. Exactly, exactly. Perfect. So yeah, just wanted wow. to bring that up. 
Thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. You're welcome. Do you have anything else to say? Check out our website and check out our blog that I'm probably going to update again later this week. Yay, blog update. Because if you haven't heard, we're bloggers now, so... Right, right. We're influencers, comedians, <laughs> blogers, bud tenders, <laughs> satanistas, <laughs> sativistas, sativista, astavia. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I lost it. Thanks for coming to our talk show. Asta Sativa. Thank you. There is in there somewhere. I knew what you were trying to say. Very good. Thank you. All right, I'm done. Cool, me too. Uh, so thank you once again for joining us. I'm Sam. I'm Jess. And this has been Your Brain on Weird. Asta Sativa. 